The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, June 2nd edition. Hope everybody had a good Tuesday as we saw some uh, West Coast games wrapping up as we record. But uh, wild action, lots and lots of home runs and double dongs, all the offense tonight, and some decent pitching. We, we were a little, we were on top of a lot of things. If you're following me on Twitter at BD Entry, can you ask to get into the Fantasy DJ Slack chat? We were all over Kyle Garlic. We are all over Eric Haas's cheap options there. So that was good stuff, not to mention some of the other plays you heard from Quick Hits. So if you want to join the Slack chat, just feel free to uh, get me your email address. I'll get you up in there. Also, if you'd like to listen to some fantasy baseball season-long content, check out Bench with Bubba Bubba on the Bat Flip, episode 86, records on Tuesday night, drops free on Wednesday, recapping the week in fab as always, and usually a Thursday podcast as well. The two episodes a week of Bench with Bubba for your fantasy baseball season-long needs. If you have a rate and review on iTunes for the MLB DFS Quick Hits podcast, I would truly appreciate it. If you'd rather watch the podcast, go to the Rotoballer YouTube channel, subscribe, like, share, all the goodies there. Check out my written DFS content at rotoballer.com, Monday, Wednesday, Friday the premium values article and Tuesday and Thursday, the free DraftKings picks as usual. If you would uh, like to be a premium member, you get season long fantasy and MLB DFS all in one nice price tag, $69 for the rest of the season. Use promo code Bubba to get a bigger discount on that package. All right. On this Wednesday, there's a four game early slate. If you want help with that, check out the Slack chat. We're going to talk about the eight game main slate on this one. And uh, we don't have all the totals of course, on this slate as there's still some games wrapping up and there's some other you know pitching situations and whatnot all the fun stuff you expect on a wednesday potential getaway day in baseball but for now rays yankees total eight and a half marlins jays total eight and a half red sox astros nine rangers rockies and coors ten and a half cardinals dodgers eight a's mariners eight so i've got six of the eight games that's actually not too bad all things considered so Got that going for us. Let's talk about some pitching on this slate. Uh, you know, Tuesday night was loaded with just awesome, awesome pitching options. Wednesday, it's a bit different for sure, but still some good choices. Like Walker Bueller's 10-6 at home against the Cardinals. I usually wouldn't pay this much for Bueller right now because of his inconsistencies and uh, mainly the lack of strikeouts has been Bueller's things. When he's striking guys out, he's obviously outstanding. But, you know, last start, three three Ks, one earned, and six innings against the Giants gets you 13.9. That ain't going to cut it. Prior to that, though, five, seven, eight, eight, ten, nine 10-9 strikeouts were there. 
we have to assume they're going to bounce back. The only thing is he is facing a St. Louis Cardinals team that over the last couple of weeks um, is only striking out 19% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 240 with a 94 WRC plus. Not the the like you know craziest offense to target, but also not striking out a ton. So Bueller, if you if you really need some comfort, you can pay up there. But I think I'm going to save some money at the pitcher's position. Uh, Sean Manaya is a guy I love to fade. If you want to fade him, that's fine. But right now. You're facing the uh, the Seattle Mariners, and we're going to. I'd rather fade the Seattle Mariners than Sean Manaya. Uh, the Mariners striking out over 23%, almost 23% of the time over the last couple weeks for his lefties. They are hitting 268 with a 162 ISO and a 117 WRC. Plus, so they're waking up. Ty France is back healthy. He's been back for about a week now. So these are some moving parts. Kyle Seeger hits lefties well. Tom Murphy's throwing some power out there. Kyle Lewis is hurt, though. He might be out for the rest of the season. So keep that in mind. But. They're not the, as big a walkover as they used to be. You can still use Manaya if you want. Again, probably not going to go there unless you're making a lot of lineups and you have some tournament plays. Then I'll sprinkle in some Manaya, but not one of my first targets. I just want to bring him up as he has shown a decent ceiling, but the floor is like basement level. So keep that in mind with Sean Manaya if you're going that route. One of the first guys I will be targeting, though, is Jordan Montgomery, a guy we've seen similar to Manaya, but his ceiling's even higher. And he gets a Tampa Bay team. He saw about four starts ago, six innings, one earned. With uh, nine strikeouts, he has nine or more Ks in two of his last four starts, and both those starts over 30 DraftKings points. The other starts 2.3 and minus 0.1. That's the uh, the wonderful world of of Jomo, but you get a Tampa Bay Rays team that's striking out nearly 28% of the time versus left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, hitting 247, 194 ISO, 123 WRC+. plus. So they're hitting lefties well, but they're also striking out a ton. So on a slate with kind of suspect pitching situations, I want that strikeout upside because we expect some runs to be scored on this slate. So give me the strikeout upside of Jomo versus Tampa Bay. Don't mind that at all on this slate. It is a sketchy, sketchy slate. We get Alex Manoa making his second start after just an absolute butte. Six innings, two hits, no earned, two walks, seven Ks in the Bronx against the Yankees for 29 DK points. It was absolute electric factory stuff. Now he goes to Buffalo against the Miami Marlins, a team we love to target here. Uh, the Miami Marlins are striking out 27% of the time first right-handed pitching over the last couple weeks and um, with a 225 average, 0.099 ISO and a 77 WRC+. plus. Man- Manoa sl- sl- slates out as just an absolutely outstanding play this evening. Love it, love it, love it. Just watch the weather because there's 35 to 40% chances of rain in Buffalo on Wednesday night. If the game plays, Manoa is probably one of the best point-per-dollar plays on the slate against this Miami offense, a team that's beat up. We love Robbie Ray because they suck against lefties. Well, ain't much better versus righties, especially with Anderson and Rojas and others out. Chisholm's back. Didn't do much on Tuesday, but uh, they have a couple players, but overall hurting. So Manoa at 82 should be very, very popular and for very good reasons. Again, this is a rough slate when it comes to pitching. I like Shane McClanahan. Love me some Shane McClanahan. He's been outstanding of late. Um, but the problem is only five innings pretty much every start. So all they're going to let him do. The most pitches he's thrown is 80. Usually it's 65 to 75 in that range. But it is a Yankees team striking out 28% of the time versus left-handed pitching over the last couple weeks. Um, I, I, bet, I did all these stats back to May 15th. So not a full month, but kind of see where teams are trending right now. Yankees 28% K rate over the last couple weeks against left-handed pitching with a .072 ISO and a 67 WRC+. That is bad, folks. Really, really bad stuff by the New York Yankees. McClanahan, we saw uh, Rich Hill dominate them twice. Pro Dominated them once, pitched well against them the second time. So you got McClanahan, 7600 bucks. He won't go deep, but on this kind of slate, if he can get me 15-plus points, give me five strong innings, I'm in. So McClanahan at 7600 bucks is on the list. 
Now we got to get really, really sketchy here. Drew Smiley coming off a beat down against Boston, but then pitched well against Pittsburgh and Milwaukee prior to that, and Washington, where he went six innings, um, four hits, no earned, four walks, four Ks. The strikeouts just haven't been there. Four Ks and three of his last four starts, he had one seven K game in there. But he is being productive when he's eliminating the damage, which he's done for the most part this season. I'll give him credit on that. And again, slate dependent, he becomes a play as Washington strikes out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. 245 batting average, 0.096 ISO and an 81 WRC plus. So not a lot of power, not a lot of run production for the Washington Nationals. They might base hit him to death, but that's how they're going to have to score. They couldn't do it the last time they faced him. I might take my chances that they don't again. Again, a really tough slate when it comes to pitching. So $7,200, Drew Smiley checks the box as someone that that uh, fits the mold for tonight. And then last but not least, if you just want to go full YOLO, the Baltimore Orioles hitting on Tuesday. Don't mind him on Wednesday. The Randy Dobnak's 5500 bucks. Mixed bag in his first two starts. He went six innings in both starts. Six runs in his last start. None in the first start. Three Ks, five Ks. Still a plus ground ball to fly ball situation there. But one was a 24.5 point production. One was a 1.8. That's the Randy Dobnak world we live in. That's the risk you're going to be taking. But it is a Baltimore Orioles team that over the last couple of weeks is striking out 29.9% of the time. Well, heck, let's just say 30% of the time. So they're striking out quite a bit versus right-handed pitching with a 204 average and a 74 WRC+. plus. So it's a great matchup for Randy Dobnek. We saw the Orioles had a solo homer on Monday, but then we saw them go to pound town on Tuesday, which Orioles team shows up on Wednesday. That's why we stack the Orioles a lot. You never know. There's 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 offense to be had with Baltimore. Just when do they show up? Um, Dobnek at 55 does make for a nice punt on a very bad slate for pitching. So recapping things right now, you can go Bueller. You can go Manaya. I'd prefer not to. Jomo, big strikeout upside versus Tampa Bay. He's on the list. Manoa's the top play at 8200 bucks. Just watch the weather, and he will be chalky. Just keep that in mind. But so is Robbie Ray. It worked out. Be different from there. Simple, simple stuff there. Uh, a few other Shane McClanahan. Just know he's not going to go super deep. Maybe five innings max. We haven't seen him go over 80 pitches anytime. Usually at 65 to 75. So keep him in the radar, but could be a play. Drew Smiley at 72 against the Yankees team. That's been dreadful against left-handed pitching, and then Randy Dobnak. So that's kind of where we're looking right now. If I have to make one lineup, it's most likely Manoa and Smiley or Manoa and Dobnak, and that's where I'm at. That's just how bad things are, and that's because I, I, I picked those combos to save as much money and get all the bats I want because there's going to be tons of bats, including Coors Field and much, much more. So let's recap some bats on this eight-game slate. Catcher's position, you could go Dom Nunez against Lyles if you want. He's 4600 bucks in Coors. Zero problem with that one. Uh, but if you want to save some cash, like William Contreras against John Lester, Lester's priced up. Don't get it. Love the Braves again. Braves uh, woke up. Nats and Braves, lots of runs on Tuesday. But William Contreras at 42 versus the lefty Lester. I'll jump back on board that train. Uh, but cheaper down. If you want to go Mike Sunino versus Jomo, I get it, because Jomo will give up some long, some long balls to the right-handed side of the plate. Zunino's boomer bust. So in a tournament, you can definitely go Zunino at 3,800. But uh, Trevino at 32 and Coors, not a bad value. Uh, a few other value plays, though. Um, Williams Ostadio is 36, not so much of value, but he went deep on Tuesday. Mitch Garver got banged up and had to leave the game on Tuesday. So Ostadio probably gets to start against um, Harvey and the Orioles' bullpen. Is Harvey supposed to just be opening and then handing it off to the bullpen? So uh, Ostadio at 36 is not a bad value if he's getting to start behind the dish in that matchup. Tom Murphy in a tournament at 31 versus Benaya, zero problem with that at all. But other than that, like you could go Pedro Severino at 23 if you want. He had a nice game on Tuesday. Not a ton of initial value until we see some lines. Maybe wins catch for Baltimore. He's 2K. He got the, the start on Monday. 
um, or Rochefort gets a start for Minnesota, he's 2K as well against Harvey. So you can have some absolute punts at the catcher's position if you so choose. First base, Vladito hit number 17 on uh, Tuesday night. Just a beast. Uh, always a great place. 5,700 price dropped a little bit, which is very, very nice. Um, you got Freddie Freeman against Lester, lefty-lefty. If you want to be different, that's in play. If you're stacking Baltimore Mancini's in play, this is, not, this is a night of offense, folks. But out, out of the top price, guys, I want Vladito. That's that simple. But if you want to save a little bit, Olsen went deep on Tuesday. He's got Flexen tonight at 47. Nice GPP play with Olsen as he is swinging a very, very hot bat right now. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman went, went deep on Tuesday. He usually gets to start versus the lefty. If he's on, the, if he's starting for Washington, he's 46. It's priced up a bit, but I, I don't mind it. I, I'd, I'd rather have Alex Kirilov at 45 against Harvey. He had a couple knocks and some runs driven in on Tuesday. Great spot versus Harvey. So Kirilov and Olsen, a couple nice $4,500, $4,700 plays at the first base position, especially in tournaments. Going down farther, like Miguel Sano is always a tournament play. He's 4,000. Uh, Nate Lowe and Coors at 37. See, I was on the Marquez train on Tuesday. I'm all about Texas against Sensatella on Wednesday. So Nate Lowe at 37. All aboard the train there, folks. Like that one quite a bit. Uh, Mount Castle in a tournament at 31. Sure, uh, if you need to. Otherwise, Ty France at 28 is a good tournament play. First base, second base versus Manaya. And then Mitch Moreland, if he's back in the A's lineup, he's 26 versus Flexen. That has some legs to it as well. And then maybe Matt Beattie, if he gets to start for the Dodgers, he's first base outfield against Carlos Martinez at 2200 bucks. Don't mind that for Beattie at all. Second base position, you got Simeon at 58. Can definitely see that. Does a nice play versus Lopez. But McMahon and Coors, we loved them on Tuesday. He had, a, he had a big double and a couple other productive at-bats. You get him versus Lyles at 5600 I'm uh, I'm good with that one for sure with um, Ryan McMahon. Um Max Muncie, I'll love him again at 5200 bucks. Just keep playing Muncie. The dude is crushing baseballs over and over and over again. If you're stacking Minnesota, Jorge Polanco at 49 is not a bad play, but I'd rather have the switch hit in Ozzy Albies at 46 if I'm not playing Ryan McMahon or uh, Max Muncie. Give me Albies at 46, stacking up the E Braves versus John Lester. Uh, you got Kiki Hernandez versus Lefty Valdez if you so choose, but I'd rather have Brendan Rodgers at 37 in that price range against Jordan Lyles and Coors Field. Much more attractive and better matchup in my opinion. Uh, a few others, if you go down even farther, you could go to Josh Harrison if you choose, but Ty France at 28, I like as a value. Walton for Seattle's 27 against um, against Manaya. He could be another punt. He was batting ninth on Tuesday, went deep on Monday. So a couple guys to think about if you go down even farther. All right, let's go to the third base position on this slate. We got uh, Ryan McMahon at 56. Again, big fan of him on this slate. Alex Bregman at 5K if you want to attack Pavetta. Briggs is a very solid look for you. Um, but below that, like you got Justin Turner keeps heating up a little bit. Josh Fuentes and Coors only 4,200. Love Austin Riley at 41 versus Le- Lester. Nice righty power bat against Lester at 4,100. Uh, below the 4K range, though, like Mikel Franco went deep on Tuesday. Always a GPP play at 34 if you're stacking Baltimore. Don't forget him. And then it's just kind of check your lineups. Does Adrianza play? Does Espinal play? Where's the value coming from at third base when these lineups get released? Shortstop position. We can go back to Simeon if you prefer at 58. But Trey Turner versus Smiley at 55, very, very live. If you're looking for some Washington action, like some Bo Bichette at 48 as well. Um, Dancy Swanson, another nice game on Tuesday. He's 41 versus Lester. Nice piece of your Atlanta action if you so choose. No problem going back to Gavin Lux at 39. He's just too cheap time and time again. And we already mentioned Brendan Rodgers at second base. He's second base shortstop at 37. So in reality, if you want to save cash, 
just play Lux or Rogers at shortstop. It's kind of where I'm leaning right now at the position if you don't want to pay up. But there's great pay-up spots if you want them. Not knocking that at all, but there's a couple savings too. Outfield, uh, you could go Rosarena versus Montgomery at 59 if you're fading Jomo. I get it, but I'd rather have Ronald Acuna Jr. for 200 less. He had a monster 30-plus point game on Tuesday. Uh, just keep playing him. He's the best player in baseball right now. No problem with that at all. And he's in another great spot leading off for the Braves. So Acuna Jr. at 57. Um, Betts is in play, but Austin Meadows went deep again. He's 5,500. It's lefty-lefty, but uh, I like it in a tournament if you want to go there. Not a must, but could be a good tournament play. Uh, Adelise Garcia is up to 5K, folks. It's happening. It's happening, GIF. It's Coors Field, so they're stacking Texas. He's still in play, but he's not a must anymore. Juan Soto is becoming very very affordable at 4900 bucks. He's not doing it yet, but very intriguing in his situation there. Um, Cody Bellinger had the night off on Tuesday. He's 47 versus Martinez. Hopefully he's back in the lineup. But like Curiel off a lot at 45, he's a guy you can definitely target. Uh, Guriel went deep on Tuesday. But Joey Gallo at 43 in Coors, nice price point for you there. Uh, Cedric Mullins had a monster game on Tuesday. He's 4K if you're not using Dobnek. Very good value with Cedric Mullins. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, if you're stacking Houston, he's 39, very cheap. He's been slumping tremendously. He's had that wrist issue. I don't know how bad that wrist is bugging him because he's not doing jack squat these days. But he's 39 if you want to roll the dice, but he's doing nothing right now. So it's tough to to sit behind that one and enjoy it. Willie Calhoun is 38, definitely uh, Texas, part of a Texas stack. Uh, Dylan Carlson versus Bueller at 35 is intriguing for tournaments. Kyle Tucker's still way too cheap. He's 3500 bucks versus Nick Pavetta. That's just too damn cheap. For Kyle Tucker, so he's another great uh, cash game and tournament value play. Uh, Victor Robles at 33. If you want to stack Washington, he can be a part of that. Again, if you're stacking Baltimore, I mentioned Mullins. Santander is only 3,100. A couple nice left-handed bats there for the O's. Um, Going below 3K now, though, you got uh, Manny Margot at 29. Good value versus the lefty. Uh, Kyle Gardick likely not leading off because of righties on the mound. Keep him in mind if he cracks the lineup. 2,800. Still a very nice affordable value. Uh, DJ Stewart in a super YOLO GPP play at 26. Don't hate that at all. He's got some big-time power versus right-handed pitching. So he is a total punt play if you need it. Then other than that, check your lineups. There will be a few here, and they're like the BDs of the world, the Brett Phillips, the Justin Williams. There'll be guys that pop up, and we'll see if they fit when the lineups come out. Recapping your pitching real quick, you can go to Bueller. You can go to Manai if you want. I'm going to choose to pass and save some cash tonight, but they are in play. Jomo is a very good tournament play the strikeout upside is tremendous for tampa bay but they are waking up with the bats against left-handed uh, pitching so keep that in mind alec manoa top point per dollar play at pitching for me he's gonna be great he's gonna be a, a chalky chalky play that i will chalky chalky eat just beware of the weather as there's 35 to 40 percent chances of rain right now that's the bigger concern than the chalk for me a few others shane mcclanahan he's in play at 7600 bucks just realize he's um probably not gonna go past five innings doesn't go past 80 pitches, usually 65 to 75. So it's going to be a limited action, but on a slate like this, he has potential to still put up 15-plus points, and we could take that. Drew Smiley at 72, tournaments only, and then Randy Dobnak at 55 can be quite intriguing as well. Against Baltimore, at the same time, stacking Baltimore is quite intriguing as well. So a very, very rough slate of pitching. I want to see lineups that could really help things out. Maybe some teams throw out some scrubby lineups, and we can uh, some other teams look quite attractive. But uh, maybe we end up going to Benaya at 96. I see the upside versus Seattle big time. Uh, I also see Seattle starting to wake up a little bit with the bats. So a few things to think about there. Um, Topher Conqueso asks, can I ask you about Blake Snell? Yeah, you should never have drafted Blake Snell. Um, he was all, all my, if you listen to Bench with Bubba, he was on my do not draft list, period. 
Um, he doesn't go deep into games. He has massive walk issues. He will throw good once in a while. Um, I'm not saying he's a drop in a in a league yet, but I heavily consider dropping him if the right guy's out there. So there you go on that one, Topher. Kellen Queso again. You can watch this live stream on the Rotoball YouTube channel. Or you can catch it later on the Rotoball YouTube channel. Get all the goodies there. But if you listen to it on iTunes or any other podcast platform, please give it a rating and review. It help me out a ton. I'm on Twitter at BDentric. If you have any questions, hit me up there and join the free fantasy DJ Slack chat. Go check out my written content at rotoballer.com, Bench with Bubba. And if you're into uh, PGA DFS, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast dropped for you on Tuesday, previewing the memorial. So check all that good stuff out. Good luck on your Wednesday eight-game slate. This was MLB DFS Quickets, your Wednesday, June 2nd edition. I'm out.